Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Advantage. I, of course, am your host, Michael Fiddle, and we are inching closer and closer to my favorite time of year, NBA Playoff Basketball. Are we going to see those 40 games in 40 nights commercials soon? Oh my god, those are my favorite. For me personally, nothing beats the second round. It's like that perfect combination of two games every night, and everyone is super intense in a matchup we've been predicting or waiting on for a while. Think right now. Are we talking more about a Buck suns finals rematch? Or are we talking about Nets 76ers, the Milwaukee versus Miami grudge match, Luka versus Jokic, suns Warriors? Ah, this is sick. As we approach the playoffs, I thought it would be an important time to drop an episode that centers around some key numbers when capping NBA games. But before we do that, let's quickly recap how the suggestions we've given thus far in the advantage are doing. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but we're off to a really good start. Now, long term, I knew that we'd be in the black or the green, whatever color you attribute to being profitable. But whenever you start a new endeavor like this, there's always a chance you take a few hits as you get started, and that wouldn't have been such a good look. Fortunately, that issue has been avoided. On episode one, Tyler and I discussed NFL futures. The two bets we placed were Eagles at 40 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl and the AFC North to have more wins than the AFC West on the season. Both of these tickets are still pending and will be that way for a long time. Like I've previously said about any NFL bets right now, we're in the offseason, so it's going to take quite a while before any of those bets can matriculate. On episode 2, I broke down how I was fading the Pacers down the stretch and riding the Hawks. Each team has played three games. The Pacers, just as we expected, have lost all three, and the Hawks are 2-1. and one. In betting these games, we are 5-1. and one. I said I was betting the money line. I do want to point out that if you had been betting the spread, it would also be 5-1. and one. I'm going to continue to play this from a money line standpoint. Tonight, the Hawks and Pacers play against each other, I'll be on the Hawks' money line, not the spread. On episode 3, Gibby and I discussed NBA awards races. The bets we gave that we felt comfortable placing were on John Morant to win Most Improved Player and Evan Mobley to win Rookie of the Year. I still believe both of these bets will hit. So we are 5-1 in games with four futures bets in, two of which are short-term futures favorites that continue to look strong. An advantageous start for the advantage, to say the least. Okay, let's take a quick break and come back to discuss the most important numbers to be aware of when betting NBA games. I'm going to be doing this alone, so settle in and get used to my voice a bit. All right, welcome back. Let's get straight into some NBA betting mathematics. 52.4. This is the most important number in all of sports betting. So if I'm going to discuss important numbers, 52.4 has to come first. If you've been betting for a long time, I really hope you know what this means. For all of those people who are new to the game, as the legislation has changed and it's been legalized in a lot of new states, 52.4 reflects the percentage of picks you need to win to be profitable as a sports better, given that you are taking lines with standard betting odds of minus 110. Generally, you want to aim to be between 54 and 55% hit rate for your bets. If you're able to do this, you will consistently be a winner. This means hitting an average of 11 out of every 20 plays. Of course, if you are taking sides that are heavy favorite or playing underdogs or parlays, these percentages will shift a bit. 
but it doesn't impact the overall concept that 52.4 is the most important number in sports betting. The second most important number in this episode, and the most important one when it comes to the on-court metrics of NBA games, is 6.5. Let me try and explain this. It may be difficult, but I hope I do it properly. The most frequent difference in NBA scoring at the end of a game is 7 points. This actually fits a narrative of just pure common sense. When an NBA game is close late in the game, the team that's losing will foul down the stretch. Down 5 with 30 seconds left? Foul. Now you get two free throws and a chance to get it to seven. Down six with 30 seconds left, foul. Now you get two free throws and you only need to hit one to push it to a seven-point game. Down seven with 30 seconds left, this is the tipping point in NBA games. Most of the time down seven, the foul will not happen. The clock will play out and the game will end in a seven-point difference. We can see how many common situations late in NBA games can end in a seven-point game. And this is statistically backed up as well. If we look deeper into the stats that show 7 is the most common outcome, we can also see that the second most frequent outcome is 5. A final score with a winning margin of 6 ranks 4th most likely outcome. So, how do we use this information to our advantage? And why does it mean 6.5 becomes the most important number for NBA basketball lines? If I like a favorite and the line sits at minus 7. I know that I should not bet that line yet, and I should wait. As I monitor the movement of the line, it could just stick at 7, but it may go to minus 6.5, and it may go to minus 7.5. As an experienced better with awareness of these outcome statistics, I know that the difference between having a minus 7 and a minus 6.5 will be a line change that causes a win more often than a line change from minus 7 to minus 7.5 causes a loss. Let me repeat that. I know that the difference between having a minus 7 and a minus 6.5 ticket will result in a win more often than the amount that a line change from minus 7 to 7.5 will cause a loss. This can be done on the flip side as well. This can be done on the flip side as well. If I like the underdog and the line sits at plus 6.5, then I know I should wait and hope the line jumps to plus 7. If it does, I'm increasing my likelihood of, in this case, pushing on a plus 7 bet with that line jump more than I'm decreasing my likelihood of winning if that line moves against me to plus 6. This is something I do when I know I'm going to bet the game regardless of the final line. I know I'm going to make the bet at minus 7 or minus 7.5 if I have to before the game tips off, but the chance of getting the minus 6.5 creates a situation where I will wait it out as long as I can. Again, same thing on the dog side. If I'm going to take the bet at plus 6 anyways and the line sits at plus 6.5, then waiting with a chance to get to plus 7 could be a nice boost to your chance to win. I hope that explains why 6.5 is the most important number for NBA spreads. Because of the rule changes, being in the era of pace and space, and the wildly increasing numbers in three-point shooting and subsequently scoring numbers, there is no key number like 6.5 that exists for the over-under. 
I mean, there is, depending on the sample size you pull, but I can't find a reliable amount of sample size to pull data that will ultimately result in a betting edge. Okay, the third most important number in NBA betting is a spread with CLV of minus one. CLV stands for closing line value. Closing line value is calculated very simply by taking the opening line and the closing line and the difference is CLV. Today is Monday, March 28th. Let's use an example from yesterday's March 27th slate. The Warriors were in our nation's capital taking on the Washington Wizards. The line opened with Warriors minus six and it moved to Warriors minus seven. If you were to place a bet on that game before tip-off, you would have gotten the line at minus seven and you would be betting with a net negative one CLV. Hopefully that is pretty straightforward because now the Warriors need to win by one more point to cover the line. It seems like a bad thing, right? You want to be on the right side of CLV. But in NBA betting, having a CLV of minus one actually results in the highest win percentage of any closing line value. It is better than having a CLV of zero or even plus value in CLV. How in the world does that even make sense? For this, you gotta dig a bit deeper. The reason why having a negative one CLV is beneficial is because it means you're very likely on the same side as the experts who are betting the big bucks right when the line opens. What you're saying is, based on the line movement, you're positioning yourself to be sitting at the table with the sharps on that game. Having a CLV of negative one actually has a win rate above 52.4. So in theory, you could just bet every single NBA game you can get at a negative one CLV, and the overall model of this history shows that you would make a net profit. That's why it's an important number. The last most important number for NBA betting is minus 15. This one is a lot more simple than the others. An NBA team being a favorite at minus 15 covers more often than any other NBA line. This is actually nuts, right? If Vegas predicts a minus 15 line and you think to yourself, oh no, that's too much, chances are you're wrong. Minus 15 favorites also cash at a rate higher than 52.4, the only closing line, favorite or dog, with a win rate above the profit line. Again, using this info, in theory, you could bet every NBA minus 15 favorite and you would make a net profit. Sometimes you got to take a step back and think to yourself, it doesn't matter what teams are playing. It doesn't matter who's injured. It doesn't matter what the travel schedules have been. There are ways to read these line metrics that can be way more indicative of the game outcome than whatever your eyes are seeing on the field. You should always know that a minus 15 favorite will make you a net profit if you just always bet it. You should know that having a closing line value of negative one is the best closing line value in the NBA. You should also know how to always play a situation where the point spread sits at anywhere between 6 and 7.5 because 6.5 becomes the most important number in NBA capping. If you do these things and you are aware of these statistics and variables, you are increasing your likelihood 
of being above that 52.4 line, which is the ultimate goal of sports betting. Have fun and make a few bucks. So that's it for today's episode. I highly suggest you guys go back and re-listen to this because some of that stuff is confusing. Because if this is the first time you're hearing about CLVs and understanding how to be patient based on line movement, then you need to hear it multiple times and almost see it in practice for you to actually understand what it means. Later this week, I'm going to be dropping an episode that gives us a preview of the Western Conference playoffs. I thought I was going to do with Gibby in episode three, but ultimately we took too much time to discuss the NBA awards. So I'm on a mission to find a guest right now to come on this week and discuss some Western Conference hoops. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you for being here. Please follow, rate, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. And I'll see you later this week.